Vox Quick Hits. The former president's second impeachment trial begins this week. That's a thing that's never happened before. There's never been a second impeachment trial of a president. And there's never been an impeachment trial of a president who's no longer in office. Even after leaving office, the former president is pulling unprecedented moments out of his bag. The question now is, will the former president be convicted? Unless 17 Republican senators decide to defy the opinions of the majority of Republican voters around the country, Trump is going to escape conviction again. Andrew Prokop, Politics Vox. That's not to say that there won't be any consequences for the people who actually physically stormed the Capitol. Uh, many of them have been arrested and, and investigations and, and uh, court cases are moving forward on that. But as far as the guy who was trying to egg them on, the now former President Trump, he looks likely to get off scot-free. The House impeachment managers filed a brief last week laying out their case. What did it say? So the House impeached Trump on one count. Incitement of insurrection. They say... In the months preceding the joint session, President Trump repeatedly issued false statements asserting that the presidential election results were the product of widespread fraud and should not be accepted by the American people or certified by state or federal officials. They focus on Trump's speech. He also willfully made statements that in context encouraged and foreseeably resulted in lawless action at the Capitol, such as... We fight like hell. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. They also focus on how, as the mob was starting to attack the Capitol, Trump condemned Vice President Mike Pence for refusing to basically try and and interfere with the vote counting process and asserting this power that he could throw out certain electoral votes that he didn't like. And then they're also focusing on the federal response that Trump was slow to order action to reign in the mob and to himself speak out and and condemn their actions. Donald John Trump thus warrants impeachment and trial, removal from office and disqualification to hold and enjoy any office of honor, trust or profit under the United States. And the president's legal team, including a lawyer who defended Roger Stone and a prosecutor who declined to charge Bill Cosby for sex crimes, filed a response this morning on behalf of the former president. What does it say? So far, they have not gone so far as to say that Trump was right, that the election was stolen from him. There is a a, a very uh, unique sentence in one document that Trump's legal team filed. It reads, Insufficient evidence exists upon which a reasonable jurist could conclude that the forthwith president's statements were accurate or not. And he therefore denies they were false. Say what? They're they're not saying Trump's statements about Democrats stealing the election from him are true. They're just claiming that there's not enough evidence to persuade a reasonable jurist that the claims are false. And so therefore, he denies that they are false. So this is just like a, a somewhat ridiculous way to avoid outright stating whether Trump's lies about the election are, in fact, lies or not. 
And therefore, he was justified in encouraging a attempted coup on the federal government? Well, so they have more specific defenses of Trump's conduct, uh, though they often tend to be factually dubious. For one, they claim that Trump had no intention of interfering with Congress's count of the electoral votes, that basically, you know, he gave the speech, he talked about being tough and fighting like hell, but that was basically rhetoric. He didn't really want them to go as far as they did. Seems like vintage Trump. Another argument they've made is that he was exercising his First Amendment right to express his belief that the election results were suspect. Like, he wasn't inciting a mob. He was just stating his opinion. And and doesn't the Constitution give him the right to do that? But when it comes to the jurors in this case who are the members of the U.S. Senate, 50 of whom are Republicans. Uh, The argument that Trump's team has presented that's been the most successful so far doesn't have to do with these facts at all. It's simply an argument that the trial itself is unconstitutional because Trump is a former president and, they claim, a former president is not subject to an impeachment trial. And this is tricky, right, because there is no precedent here for conducting an impeachment trial of a former president. Yes, no former president has ever been impeached or tried. And reading the plain text of the Constitution, it is not specifically clear on whether that can happen. Now, the Democrats point out that though impeachment does seem to be a punishment for federal officials. Uh, There are two punishments for impeachment laid out as possibilities. One is that the official will be removed from office, which is obviously irrelevant because that has already happened for Trump. The second, though, is that the official could be banned from holding future office. And that is really what this trial is all about. And, And they argue that That punishment would apply to former officials. And also, if Congress intended to give a former official that punishment, wouldn't they be able to just, you know, if they wanted to avoid it, if they saw it coming, couldn't they just resign and then run for office again? It seems like a bit of a loophole. The House Democrats also point to some precedent involving a cabinet official, the Secretary of War, under Ulysses S. Grant's administration, William Belknap. He was in the process of being impeached by the House when he resigned just before the impeachment passed. Then the Senate went ahead and held the trial anyway. They ended up acquitting him, but they decided that they did have the right to hold a trial for a former official. Democrats believe they have firm constitutional footing and Republicans don't? So it seems unlikely to me that Republican senators are are truly convinced by the merits of this constitutional argument. Uh, instead, what seems likely is they were looking for an excuse to get out of this problem and to wash their hands of the whole matter. And if they didn't have that, they would find another excuse. But there was an early test vote on this question already, and 45 out of the 50 Republican senators voted against cutting off debate on an assertion that the trial was unconstitutional. And if all Republicans except five are already leaning toward this, hey, maybe this trial is unconstitutional thing, 
it seems pretty unlikely that conviction is going to happen. When it comes to the eternal question of will elected Republicans impose actual consequences on Donald Trump for bad behavior, I think the answer to that has often been no, and it may well continue to be no. But he has faced reputational consequences. He lost his Twitter account. Corporate donors have been shying away from people involved in this. Before it happened, you know, he was all set to announce he was going to run again in 2024. And we haven't heard anything about that. It sort of took the bloom off that rose. But of course, you know, it's a long time between now and the 2024 election. And uh, he remains popular among Republican voters. And if the Senate Republicans decide to allow him to run again, if they acquit him at this impeachment trial, it's entirely possible that uh, he could make a comeback and um, we will be dealing with all of these issues again in 2024 and onward. That was an excerpt of Today Explained. To hear the whole enchilada and others like it, check out Today Explained wherever you check out your podcasts.